All right. Welcome, everybody, to our Horizon Weekly Insider number 123. Today is Monday, February the 7th of 2022. Thanks for joining us live here, as usual, on Discord and YouTube. And please be aware that we are recording this call, and you can also check it out later in our Horizon podcast in case that you miss any of the updates. Also, please remember to ask your questions on Menti for the team so we can answer the top three at the end. Uh, let's kick it off right away, as usual, with our updates from the engineering department. I'll welcome Alberto. Hello, thank you, Angie. So uh, let's see what we have for today. Let's start from the SDK side, where uh, an important update is that we finished reviewing all the pull requests that were still pending for the Blaze SDK. Therefore, we were able uh, to proceed releasing the new Blaze SDK version 0.3.0 during these days. So stay tuned for that, and uh, um, let me see. Uh, look forward for the uh, for the release. Um, also related to the SDK, another update is that we finished detailing the list of changes that are needed to be performed for implementing the EVM sidechain project. Uh, and in parallel, we already started working on a prototype. So here we are speaking about um, the sidechain that will integrate uh, uh, an Ethereum virtual machine that will be able to uh, run smart contracts uh, using, obviously, Zen as a uh, as a guess and not only as guess. And so, um, I mean, the, all the, um, let me say, the analysis regarding the changes uh, is, is finished and uh, uh, a prototype uh, is going on. So you will have uh, more details in the next uh, weekly side. Uh, okay, let's move on uh, on the circuit side where we finished the implementation of the main chain block reference circuit and we started test, uh, starting the testing phase, uh, which is uh, uh, currently ongoing. And meanwhile, uh, we also started a second iteration of code review on the base transaction circuit, and we plan to accomplish this activity this week. Okay, now let's move on on the proving system, uh, where uh, first of all, uh, we have performed the benchmarks of the implementation of the TDLog accumulator model improver. Uh, and this is needed, for example, for Darlin. Okay, compared to the standard Marlin, the introduction of the D-log and the inner Samcheck accumulators brings a 40 to 50% improvement in the time needed to generate a proof. So it's a, a, a really uh, relevant uh, improvement in terms of timing. And this is a, a very, let's say, uh, necessary for and particularly beneficial uh, when you need to generate recursive proofs because uh, you, need, you need to generate many proofs and uh, this kind of activity can be, uh, let me say, deferred and, uh, um, and you have the most of the benefits in such kind of scenario. And this will be uh, one of the things that uh, are going to be needed for the uh, LATUS uh, uh, SDK implementation where the recursive proof. Of okay, uh, staying on the proving system, uh, we completed the, the development of an optimization for specific non-native fields, uh, which allows us to simulate multiplications in such fields with much less constraints. This optimization will uh, remarkably improve the performances of the C sidechain withdrawal circuit, but not only to that. 
And uh, uh, last but not least, uh, staying on the proving system side, we performed the design and implementation of the Fiat Shamir RNG, uh, both primitive and gadget, updating all the existing code base. So uh, that's it for today. Back to you, Angie. Thank you, Alberto, for providing us with the uh, engineering updates. Let's continue with Lucy for the marketing section. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. So um, on the marketing side, we are um, this week, we will be, um, you probably have already noticed that we are making a lot of changes on Discord. Um, and then the uh, changes will uh, be focusing on uh, making the user experiences uh, better for people and then uh, increased engagement and then the other important part is uh, to uh, uh, make uh, make it more uh, make it a safer place for people to uh, um, uh, to to use um, and uh, uh, there you know notice that there are some uh, uh, scammers are very active uh, um, on really um, on the discord environment overall so um, we are uh, taking making some uh, um, making some steps to make it a safer safer environment uh, and then also um, just um, a, a teaser we are going to post something really exciting about uh, the Zenny token everyone's been talking about so please stay tuned that's it back to you Angie thank you Lucy let's continue with Rosario for the product and engineering updates hi guys good morning good afternoon horizon uh, we are at the second month of the year and Last, last week was uh, the start of the, uh, of the month, but it's just really exciting uh, how much work we, we have to do and, and, and our progress along the way. So uh, last week I mentioned that our, the MVP for the tokenization platform uh, is on track for the end of Q1. And uh, we look forward to doing uh, a demo shortly, uh, shortly after. So. Uh, looking forward to to that, and maybe we do something uh, either here or YouTube, and and share that with the community. Uh, we are also going to be uh, we're making great progress with the game chain. So the the game chain is uh, itself is uh, is complete, and the game developer has over the last uh, few months is has making changes to the game. So they they made some great progress and. The game uh, will be ready for internal uh, testing, beta testing, uh, mid-February. So we will be uh, looking for, for testers. So uh, I'm sure, Lucy, you will be uh, including uh, part of the community as part of that test. And uh, we look forward to launching that game chain uh, shortly after the tokenization uh, chain in uh, April. All right, and that's it for uh, for today. So some light updates, uh, making great progress for those goals for the year. So Angie has also added some other, so let me just go through quickly. So uh, the ZK audit uh, proof of concept is near completion. So uh, last week we had a demo from Victor who went through the uh, the Explorer. So when that is uh, ready, we will be uh, deploying that alongside with uh, our partner Celsius and looking forward to that. All right, thank you guys. Thank you, Rosario. Next we have Rob for the leadership updates and the Q&A session. Welcome, Rob. 
Thanks, Angie. And guys, actually, today after I'm done speaking, I'm going to introduce a special uh, new new member to the ecosystem who's going to talk about some of the work we've been doing just setting up the Horizon Community Council, at least the legal framework for it. Um, okay, but before I go into that, what I'll do first is um, just share the last week I had a series of uh, investor meetings, actually a lot of them, like too many. I was actually really burnt out from them. But uh, BTIG, a big investment bank that has turned into basically a gateway for traditional investors to come into crypto, uh, invited Horizon to basically do an intro and share who we are, what we're doing. Um, what's the vision? What's the strategy? What kind of team do we have? And so forth. So that, you know, just more traditional uh, investors out there, like family offices and, and other funds, could consider actually supporting Zen in this project if it's something that's interesting to them. Um, and let's see. So basically, I had a big uh, group presentation and then multiple uh, side sessions that basically spanned all day on Thursday. Uh, so that's what I was doing. And the reason I'm mentioning this, number one, is great exposure for Horizon, but also importantly, as I was pitching over and over and over, it really did just get me back to basics. And I, I know that we we talk strategy, we talk ecosystem growth, we really talk about like our technology and, and where we're heading. We talk specific projects like tokenization, like EVM, we talk specific technologies. Um, but it, it, it is good to repeat though, uh, what the overall strategy is. It is good to repeat uh, where we've, uh, where we're going, and it, it really derives elegantly from where we've come. Uh, so let me just give you guys a recap of some of these conversations that I had. And it did start off with, you know, how we got to where we are today, and then a snapshot for you know, these these potentially new people into our ecosystem to understand, you know, what we're all about, who we are, and, and that story. So I mean. We, we have a, a bit of an interesting history when you get into the details, but basically I'll say we wedged our way into this market, into the crypto market with a narrow goal. And we were focusing on privacy technology in the early days. And that, that's really what it was. And what it did was it afforded us the ability to um, build out the small core team um, based on that skill set, really just getting you know, hiring new engineers, getting new talent in-house across the organization, just getting good at operating and then building our skill sets around blockchain technology, obviously, but then zero knowledge um, cryptography, uh, importantly. Um, and that really led us to Zendu. And you guys have heard me talk so much about Zendu and uh, Zendu, we deliver it in December, but this sets us up for, you know, really gets us on track for the bigger goal. So what is that bigger goal? And that bigger goal, I would say, is to be the blockchain backbone for the world, right? As, as uh, you know, ambitious as that could possibly be, right? You come into the market and with a very narrow goal of you know working on bringing privacy to public ledgers or you know, to blockchains, and then to expand that to we want our blockchain or our system of blockchains, our platform, this enabled through Zendu, really to be pervasive across the industry, across the world. Um, now, we can do this in a number of ways. Um, so um, by focusing on two core principles, compatibility and interoperability, it's led us to exactly where we are today. And this quarter, you've heard an you know, update on our delivering a tokenization platform. And again, like I, I want to stress why this is important. Yeah, big, big first delivery with Zendu. Um, you know, not such a big deal to be able to issue a token in a crypto ecosystem, right? 
But the big deal is because we're issuing a token across two, uh, on one blockchain that is synchronized in some way with another blockchain that has a, another cryptocurrency. We can transfer the cryptocurrency Zen to the, you know, the, the other blockchain, the tokenization chain, and we can send Zen back to the main chain. Also, then we can issue tokens here. We can do a whole bunch of application uh, operations on this other chain, and it's the first. Right, it's not going to be the last very quickly. So we're going to kick it off with fungible token uh, opportunity or offerings, and then we'll be we'll quickly extend that into NFTs. Great, but the next huge breakthrough for us is being able to synchronize an Ethereum virtual machine and EVM into a Horizon side chain. And Alberto gave you a little bit of that update. We're accelerating this, and we're going to push really hard on it. I'm not going to announce specific formal timelines yet until we. The project is a little bit more mature, and I think we have a bit more of a handle on it. But I can tell you, it is it is a, like the top priority, actually. I mean, and like we have different groups in the org that have their own their own priorities. But from my vantage point, strategically, getting that EVM chain live on mainnet is is my biggest priority because it opens up a world of opportunity for us, and it's the first major step towards the bigger vision that that I'll, I'll share with you guys. But um, yes, this gives us the pragmatic things like having DeFi in our ecosystem, like being able to port over thousands of smart contracts that exist in Ethereum and, and other EVM L1s that are out there um, that could easily come over here. And, and I say easily in quotes, but totally doable. And we'll have a developer environment that is very similar to the experience that developers have in these other ecosystems. That's the important thing. We want it to be as smooth and easy, even on-ramp into Horizon as possible. And we want it to be as flexible as possible for them to be able to deploy at scale on their own, not working with our, our team, not working specifically with any anyone in our engineering group as an example, but to just come in and leverage the tools, write smart contracts and solidity and deploy them on their own. Right? That's the goal. And it's a huge accelerator for us. And basically after that, it kind of catches us up to, to the rest of the industry. And that's where things get really interesting. And again, think compatibility and interoperability. Next up, we will systematically integrate the best of what exists across the industry into Horizon. So think about that, that specific point, because we're not, like in our early days, Zen was a privacy coin. Zen Cash, privacy coin, privacy coin enabling blockchain. We developed, you know, hardening the blockchain with 51% attack protection, putting in the delayed block penalty, you know, doing specific blockchain development that made our, blo our core blockchain better, but still we were a privacy coin, right? Now, everything that I'm talking about here has nothing to do with that original, very narrow mission that we delivered on. And you know, now with Zendu, we have the opportunity to go much further. We're integrating an EVM, and then we will systematically integrate the best of what exists across the industry into Horizon. Maybe it's an IBC chain, right? Something similar to like Cosmos compat compatible technology. Maybe it's an eWASM, right? Even when we were internally preliminarily starting to talk about integrating an EVM, uh, some of our team were, was saying, well, EVM technology is already getting a little outdated. Why don't we you know, focus on something a little bit more forward-looking in terms of virtual machines? And, and then eWASM came up as one of the opportunities. And already some projects out there have integrated eWASMs into their, their code bases and, and they run this as the primary virtual machine. Uh, we can add that as well. Maybe we're going to add Cardano's virtual machine. I don't know, but maybe, you know, and what we'll do is we'll rank order the different things that we could integrate and we'll have to make some interesting choices and priorities on what we will integrate. But the bottom line is we will integrate many different types of technologies 
uh, and platforms into the Horizon platform, which is this Zendu enabled environment where we can have a multi-chain world. I personally would love to see different privacy technologies deployed in Horizon as well. I would love to see sidechains that do maybe you know a, a Mimblewimble implementation. Maybe one sidechain has a crypto note implementation. Maybe we experiment with different snark pools as different sidechains. I don't know. We'll see where the community wants to go with that. Maybe we'll have large enterprise chains in Horizon. I think our technology, especially the things that Horizon Labs is developing, lend themselves really well. Maybe, maybe uh, like some of the best in the market on certain enterprise applications, right? So maybe we'll have large players deploying their own blockchains in our ecosystem for their own communities, right? Uh, maybe we'll have dedicated sidechains for specific functions. Like maybe we want a dedicated AMM that's just much more performant than like an EVM-based AMM, even though we'll have plenty of those as well. Um, whatever it is, whatever it ends up being, the two important things, compatibility and interoperability with the rest of the crypto world are absolutely key. That's the future for Horizon. This is how we can become the blockchain backbone of the world is if we actually you know, are compatible and interoperable. And then we can think if, if these things are important to you, if maybe you know, as a developer, you want to code in Solidity, maybe as a developer, you want to code in Haskell and have a smart contract and platform that runs on Cardano's VM, and you want them to be interoperable, natively interoperable with where you don't have to use risky bridges. Think Wormhole with their big hack on Solana. Think the Poly Network last year that had a $600 million hack. If you don't want these types of bridge-based compatibility things, you can have organic, natural, built-in compatibility across, across these different chains when they're deployed specifically in Horizon. All right, so this is our big competitive advantage, guys. This is where we're going. This is why we, we have to re keep revisiting big picture and keep driving towards this big vision. This is a huge vision, but the good news is it starts with very specific short-term deliverables. We're, we're, we're done with multi-year projects. I mean, we, we're gonna continue doing the, that type of deep R&D, but now that we have the platform enabled, now we're going to be doing systematic, you know, shorter-term deliveries, tokenization going to testnet, I think next month, then you know, mainnet the, the following month, EVM chain testnet. I mean, I'm not going to give you a date, guys, even though this is extremely um, you know, high priority for us. Um, first on testnet, and then we're going to push that to mainnet. Um, and then from there, guys, it, it's, our capabilities are only expanding because our team's getting better. We're getting much better ourselves at being able to integrate different technologies. And then importantly, we're opening up the ecosystem, you know, opening it up first and foremost with the EVM chain. And then we'll open it up even further by providing tools so that other people can integrate the things that are important to them. And then it's not just, you know, the, the Zen Blockchain Foundation or Horizon Labs or other specific companies that are just kind of the one-stop shop for everything. We don't want that. We want the tools to get out there. We want people to integrate them in. Now, we'll be the first to, to recognize that the early tools for Zendu were not easy. You know, deploying your own blockchain in Zendu, configuring it, not easy. I mean, you know, easy again, put double quotes around that, but it will become much, much easier over time. And we're gonna launch the first really big ones ourselves initially, and then just get the tools out there for other people. But the good thing is there are many different types of developers out there. You, and you've got, you know, like thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands so the developers out there in the EVM chain, first and foremost, opens the market to them one fell swoop. So that's a key thing. Now there aren't as many block core blockchain developers who would be comfortable working with say like a sidechain SDK, but even those tools will make better over time. All right, so this is what's coming for us guys. And just I'll keep revisiting this periodically. 
this is the big vision. We have this big vision. We're moving forward on really opening up the ecosystem and compatibility and interoperability. There's a lot of cool stuff that's going to happen in crypto. There's a lot of cool stuff that's already happened. And Zendu, in the way we put together the architecture, enables all of it to potentially exist in Horizon, right? So, and that's the key. And this, again, is our big competitive advantage. So we're going to keep driving on it. We're going to be relentless about it. And you're going to see some of the, the you know, the earliest deliverables hitting mainnet, or I guess testnet first, and then a mainnet near you. Now, uh, this was, I just, I kind of rushed through the, the big vision here, guys, um, but I wanted to save a little time at the end to introduce uh, someone new to the project who's actually been working with us for a couple of months already on the legal framework for uh, kicking off the, the Horizon Community Council. So Scott, if you can uh, actually chime in here, I would love to introduce you or please introduce yourself to the community and, and let's talk HCC. Hi, everybody. Nice to meet you all. Uh, my name is Scott Cohen. As Rob was alluding to, I've been working on the Horizon Community Council project. Um, and for those of you who aren't aware, uh, HCC has been an idea for about three years now, maybe more, um, where HCC is designed to be an organization with the purpose of providing governance to the Horizon ecosystem. and. It's obviously a very large step in decentralization of uh, the blockchain uh, ecosystem. So what we've been doing is we've been putting the pieces together to enable HCC to go live. Um, so we've got the white paper uh, substantially drafted. We're, we're currently putting together um, the initial members of the advisory board and you know, we are putting the legal structure as well for us to have a nonprofit foundation that serves as the hub for the HCC. Uh, I see I'm just about out of time. So the, you know, the other aspect of it that's very important is that HCC will also serve as uh, a way for the community to interact, uh, hopefully in a more efficient manner, so that we can funnel Zen IPs and coordinate other areas of interest from the community up right through HCC to interact uh, directly with uh, members of our community. Awesome. Super excited to have you uh, join us, Scott. Welcome to the team. And uh, also super excited for all the things that are coming ahead in the near future. Um, okay, so we can proceed to the questions now. Thank you everybody for uh, contributing with them and also voting. Uh, let's see. So the first one is, where do you have offices? Can community visit? Uh, uh, so we do have uh, a couple of offices right now. And uh, I would say for security reasons, we probably don't want to necessarily publish the locations, but uh, we, we will actually host some community events uh, in the, you know, this year was really the year we were thinking we can start hosting some community events. We have an office in New York and we have an office in Milan, Italy. Uh, those are our two major centers. And beyond that, everyone just works remotely like a good decentralized project. But I do like the question and uh, we will be organizing something. So we just need to figure out uh, a good balance there. Um, but we would definitely love to meet a lot more of the community this year in person. Great. Second question is, are you still developing treasury sidechain that you were talking previously? Uh, so, I mean, we, we prototyped it in the early days, uh, starting from a white paper from IOHK and then just a, a very simple prototype with the idea that you can have 
uh, use snarks for secret balloting, Zen is stake, allows for delegation and so forth, incentivize people to actually participate. Uh, it's a great idea, uh, but what I would say is that the new model of how we operate today is uh, do more with less and leverage what other people have done. So uh, we, we probably will continue down the path of, say, a dedicated sidechain for voting, um, probably. Um, not definitely, but probably, uh, because now we have a new, a new opportunity. And the opportunity is by deploying an Ethereum virtual machine, we can now leverage the entire DAO tech industry that has already exploded uh, outside of Horizon, right? In, in Ethereum and then some other ecosystems. There's a lot out there. And I think it would be uh, a big mistake of ours to ignore what's out there and just try to build our own thing from scratch. I think you build your own thing when and where it makes sense. And when and, where, when and where you can, you leverage what's already out there. So we're going to start. Actually, we already have a Solidity dev team in Horizon Labs that's already been evaluating different DAO technologies because of uh, some clients that we have. Um, so that's been a really, really nice head start. And we'll probably, uh, you know, I just hate the idea of, of kicking off a large scale engineering project that will take time to deliver when we could leverage what's already out there in Ethereum or other EVM based projects and kick off something sooner. So the motto this year, guys, is we want to be nimbler and, and much more delivery oriented. And the way we're going to do this is by deploying that EVM chain, by doing things like kicking off HCC, um, by doing things like maybe separating treasury from foundation so that we can get the legal structure in place for a DAO. These are the things we're kicking off immediately. And I would hate to have that kind of um, intense effort to, to move things in that direction of a DAO and then delay implementing that because we want to build our own thing from scratch. So anyway, um, just uh, hopefully that gives you a flavor for what's on my mind and how I'm tackling things this year. Awesome. So we have a third question. It's about HCC, and I believe we have addressed that one uh, already. So I'm going to take the next one. It says, has the labor market for developers and coders been at, as tight as other sectors of the economy? In other words, how difficult it has been to attract and retain great talent? I would say even tighter. I mean, devs, devs are always in, in high demand and have a lot of opportunities around the world. What we've seen differently, I would say, um, with the pandemic that we went through a couple of years ago was um, you know, with everyone just being forced to work from home, uh, and it it made companies much more comfortable with employing remote teams, uh, remote workers, and this means that it's taking down, I think, in a very good way, just what would have been just kind of arbitrary geographic uh, boundaries where you would have to live in, you know, say like San Francisco or have to live in New York in order to work for one of these U.S. companies. Now we don't have that, so now we have truly like a true globally competitive labor market. And specifically for people who, whose jobs naturally lend themselves well to working online, like developers. Uh, now I can say we've, we've done a pretty good job as an organization in attracting and retaining talent. Uh, it's a never ending process. Uh, I, I think some of the ways you do it by having just great organizational culture, like a healthy organization that takes care of its people uh, and actually cares about them and, um, you know, just sets the right uh, kind of um, you know, professional development paths that I think people want anyway. And our, I guess our goal is we know we can't, we can't uh, expect people to stay with everyone to stay with us forever. But what we want is to make sure that everyone has the, the career path 
that they might want otherwise and in, in, in normal circumstances might jump ship to go get, make sure that they have these opportunities with us. Right? And it's not always going to work out, but I think so far we've been able to build a pretty amazing team. And uh, that's probably the thing that I'm most proud of is the, the team that we have working on this project. Awesome. So those were the top three questions. Uh, love seeing the pictures of the new office. Looks awesome and huge. So super excited for everything that's going on. Um, so this is it. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here at our weekly Insider. We'll see you all next Monday for the latest Horizon updates. Have an excellent week. Bye.